Hi, my name is Rochelle. I have a new life in Christ, and I am in recovery for control, self-protection, shame, and if I'm being honest, a good deal of fear of man right now. Hey. <laughs> I grew up in a non-Christian home that would occasionally go to church, but was marked by brokenness. My parents divorced when I was just a few years old, and my father left our lives completely at the age of five and was gone for the next seven years. There was never an explanation given, so as a small child, I assumed it was because he didn't love me and my brothers anymore. While I have so many fun and fond memories of my childhood, it was anything but typical. My mom was married multiple times, and those men and other adults hurt me in different ways. I experienced verbal, physical, and sexual abuse. The few times I tried to speak up about it, I was quickly dismissed and either told, no, that didn't happen, or not to air our dirty laundry for others to see. This instilled in me a deep sense of self-protection and shame. While my parents were never the ones inflicting the abuse, I learned very quickly that I could not trust the people who were meant to protect me from it the most. I created this bubble for myself where I would try to avoid harm through control and the performance of excellent grades, sports achievements, and being the overall good kid that didn't draw negative attention. I could control my mood and choose to be bubbly, fun, and outgoing, despite what was happening in my home life. I truly believed that I could protect myself from bad things continuing to happen. This all carried into high school in the beginning of college as I started to date and go to parties. I found myself crossing boundaries sexually in an attempt to seek affirmation from men, but always controlling how close I allowed myself to get emotionally because that was mine to protect. Even though it was exhausting, for a while this really seemed to work for me, but it all shattered when at the age of 20, I was raped. Afterwards, I believed the lies that I should have been able to control the situation, that it was my fault, that I was now damaged goods, and that no one would even believe me if I told them. Right when I thought it couldn't get any worse, due to the rape, two weeks later, I found out that I had contracted the sexually transmitted disease of herpes and was told that I needed to take medication daily for the rest of my life. In that moment, it felt like the walls were crashing in around me covering me with shame and guilt, and that my life as I knew it was over. I was scared, confused, broken, and all alone because I didn't trust anybody enough to tell them what I was going through. I remember thinking, I will keep this secret forever. But talk about the power and strength of the Lord working in and through me, because I actually just told a thousand people the one thing that I've spent 16 years hiding and protecting. While the STD doesn't actually physically affect my body on a daily basis, I want to be abundantly clear that this isn't easy. I know that my identity is found in Christ alone, but I still have moments where I have to fight the lies that I'm disgusting, that I'm less than, unworthy of love or marriage, and that really you're all judging me right now and you're gonna turn around and gossip about me when we leave this room. While it is hard to talk about, I do feel that I am called to share this part of my story because statistically, one in five individuals have actually been diagnosed with an STD. If you're anything like me, 
You live with the guilt and shame that has been placed on you and you're hiding and afraid to bring it to the light. So while sharing can be scary, I am choosing to trust the Lord to face my biggest fear, knowing that if just one person finds freedom from me in sharing this tonight, it will be worth it. But a lot has happened between a diagnosis and me standing here today. While God has been so faithful, I do wanna tell you about the reality of what happens when you try to face trials alone. After being raped, I tried everything I could to not bring attention to how badly I was hurting, but it didn't work. I spent the next two years turning to alcohol and drugs to try to numb my pain. I went from being a Dean's List college athlete, sorority girl who volunteered at a children's hospital to pushing friends away, failing my college classes, unable to maintain being a college athlete, quitting my job, and even getting a DUI that got me kicked out of nursing school and would later result in a week in jail. To say that I was spiraling would be an understatement. For the first time, I was desperate for someone to notice how badly I was hurting because we aren't meant to carry this kind of pain and burden alone. Let me tell you about Romans 5.8 though. But God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While I was heading straight towards my rock bottom, God started moving in my life without me even knowing it. One day, I was high on marijuana, trying to go to the mall, but instead accidentally ended up in a church on a Saturday night. That's a whole story for another day. <laughs> but while I was high, Christ died for me. I honestly don't remember much about that night, but one thing was for certain, I knew that I felt safe in that church and I desperately wanted to feel safe. What I didn't know at the time was that I really desperately wanted Jesus. I hit my true rock bottom a few months later. For the first time, I was having a hard time grasping how I could continue to live a life like this. In my desperation, I cried out to God, not even knowing if he was real. The next morning when I woke up, I didn't know where to go or who to call. So I went back to that church. By the grace of God, that Saturday night in 2007 was the last time I did drugs. I've been clean for over 14 years. I consistently went to church for the next three months, but then doubt started to consume me. I felt like a fraud. And if anybody found out about my past or if I messed up even once, I was sure that they were gonna kick me out. But in God's sovereignty and love, I met a woman at the church one night. For the first time, I had heard someone's testimony and how God redeemed them. She seemed to have this genuine freedom and joy that I wanted. And I quickly realized that I did not know the same God that she did, but I wanted to. That night, I fully understood my need of a savior and exactly what Christ did for me by taking my place and dying on the cross for my sins. God rescued me and slowly started to work on my heart. Once again, through a crazy event, this time a fun first date at the porch, Watermark's Young Adult Ministry, another fun story for another day, I ended up at Watermark. I started to learn how to study God's word, to live life in community, and to be authentic and fully known. Yikes, fully known. <laughs> so, in a step of obedience, I took my first step of sharing my whole story with my community group. And while with good intentions, I actually ended up leaving 
feeling more shame and more guilt. They just did not know how to respond to what I had just shared, but how could they? This is a topic that nobody talks about, not even in the church. Over the years, what I have learned and what I've experienced is that there are some people who respond with grace and truth, like the friends who have prayed and encouraged me to share without shame. There are also some people inside and outside of the church that respond out of fear and not knowing what to say or what to do. I know there are consequences of sin in a fallen world, trust me. In my case, I'm actually living with the consequence of somebody else's sin. But as a person, I am not a consequence. I am not less than because of this and it does not disqualify me or change my value as a child of God and the same goes for you. After sharing my story with community group, I decided to go to region. Unfortunately, I only made it two weeks into Groundworks before quitting because it was just too much for me. After a few years and mostly a new community group, we decided to all go to Region together and it was the best decision. In Region, I fell in love with God and his character in a new way. How he is a perfect father who loves me unconditionally. How he is my protector. He delights in calling me his daughter. He is patient and he is kind. Step eight, forgive, made the biggest impact on my recovery. Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. When I have moments of doubt or hard days, I turn to the reminder of forgiveness. It's one of the ways that I know that God is real because on my own, I wouldn't and couldn't forgive somebody who abused or raped me. On my own, I couldn't ask for forgiveness and make amends with family and friends. And while there were several instances of wrongs done to me that were not my fault, I also had to take ownership of the fact that my response to those events were my own sin that needed to be forgiven. For the longest time, I thought I didn't deserve God's love, that my struggles were too unique, and that nobody would understand when I shared my story with them. But God's word tells me the exact opposite in Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. My fear in sharing was that I would be known as nothing more than the girl with an STD. I'm standing here today telling you that in Christ, I am so much more. Over the past 14 years of being a Christian, I have faced countless other trials and victories that actually impact my life so much more than this. So why do I share this with y'all? Because it kept me captive for far too long and somebody needs to start the conversation. And so why not let that somebody be me? I know that if God is for me, then who can be against me? Region helped teach me that I no longer need to try to control and self-protect when life gets hard. I now have that genuine joy in life, even through sufferings, because my hope, my strength, and my identity, they come from the Lord. I have found freedom in Christ, and I know that I can trust him through all of life's ups and downs. No matter what has brought you here or is holding you captive, don't believe the lies. Run towards the church, run towards Jesus, and run towards healing. If you're hiding something, please don't leave here tonight without taking your first step of obedience to be fully known. Be brave and share with at least one person 
because God promises us that healing and freedom is found in the light. My name is Rochelle, I have a new life in Christ, and I'm in recovery for control, self-protection, and shame.